0: Welcome to the Lancet Hematology Podcast. My name is Aaron Van Dorn, speaking to you from the Lancet's New York office. I spoke with Dr. Scott Huntington, a medical oncologist and health services researcher at Yale University about financial toxicity, the financial burden of cancer treatment, and how it affects patients. Dr. Huntington, tell us a little about the background of your study. Okay, so the average uh, cost of a newly approved cancer drug
1: has increased from roughly 10000 per year before the year 2000 to over 100000 per year by 2012. And During this period of time, health insurers have also increasingly adopted cost-sharing strategies, which have placed patients at risk for high out-of-pocket expenses. Recent work from Dr. Zafar and Dr. Souza, among others, have really focused a spotlight on cancer-related financial burden, which they commonly refer to as financial toxicity. It looks like financial burden related to cancer may harm patient quality of life, decreased medication adherence, and in the case of financial insolvency, may even impact cancer survival. This work to date has primarily focused on individuals with advanced solid tumor malignancies and treatment-related financial toxicity in in patients with blood cancer is really less well-studied. Our group hypothesized that patients with blood cancers may be particularly vulnerable, in part due to high utilization of novel high-cost agents, as well as prolonged treatment duration. For our pilot study, we focus on patients undergoing therapy for multiple myeloma, clinical research as well as drug development have greatly improved the outcomes for these patients with the life expectancy of a myeloma patient doubling in current days compared to 20 or 30 years ago. While new myeloma therapies do have high price tags, many offer favorable value when you actually compare them to older, less expensive, and less effective treatment. But as a provider in the United States, I'm actually quite aware that high-value treatment does not necessarily translate into affordable treatment in our patients. And so even well-insured patients here in the United States can face significant out-of-pocket costs related to the actual treatment prices as well as cost-sharing. And with this as a background, our group really felt that a study assessing financial toxicity in myeloma patients was really essential first step to ensure high-quality myeloma care that really continues given the rising prices in the climate.
0: So what were the outlines of your study? So the
1: aim of our study was to measure treatment-related financial burden in patients undergoing therapy for multiple myeloma. Uh, To do this, we used a cross-sectional survey of patients that were receiving outpatient care at our institution. Uh, Dr. D'Souza and colleagues from the University of Chicago have recently developed a brief questionnaire to measure cancer-related financial toxicity. They've aptly named this the cost measure. And as means to help validate this new instrument, our survey used the cost measure alongside questions that asked patients about subjective level of financial burden. We also captured patient-reported use of strategies to cope myeloma treatment expense. Overall, patients in our clinics welcomed the study with over 90% of patients approach participating in the survey.
0: So what did your study find?
1: The majority of patients labeled myeloma treatment costs as higher than expected. In fact, 70% reported at least experiencing minor financial burden that they related to their myeloma treatment. They commonly used strategies to cope with high treatment costs. One out of three patients applied for financial assistance, whether through pharmaceutical companies or patient prescription assistance programs. One out of five patients reported borrowing money to pay for myeloma myeloma treatment, and one out of 10 reported stopping in myeloma therapy due to cost. This patient-reported outcome measure called the cost instrument also appeared to be really quite valuable in our myeloma population. The cost scores were highly associated with patient-associated demographics, as well as patient-reported use of coping strategies. On multivariable aggression, younger age, non-married status, longer duration since myeloma diagnosis, and as we expected, lower household income, they were all associated with having higher financial toxicity based on the cost instrument. Overall, our study did find that treatment-related financial burden and the use of coping strategies was really quite common in their myeloma population.
0: So what are the implications of your study and what do you see as the use of the cost instrument going forward? Sure. So our our study
1: first adds to the growing evidence that financial toxicity is prevalent during cancer treatment. Treatment Treatment-related financial toxicity can impact patient quality of life, decrease treatment adherence, and possibly even uh, impact long-term cancer outcomes. Patients with blood cancers in particular may be at increased risk um, because they have high utilization of novel uh, expensive therapies as well as prolonged treatment duration. I'd actually like to take a step back and and try to acknowledge that we're entering a very exciting time in oncology, and I certainly share the enthusiasm as a clinician surrounding modern advancements in therapies, whether it's the targeted small molecules or novel checkpoint inhibitors. The treatment and clinical outcomes for our patients are really poised to change for the better. However, I'd also try to acknowledge that we must recognize the untenable rise in cost of new cancer treatment, and patients with cancer are already at risk for uh, financial burden related to lost wages or extraneous expenses that we really can't control as healthcare providers. And this really makes it that much more important for us as oncologists to try to confront these rising treatment costs, in part to try to decrease in this treatment related financial toxicity. And if we don't, I'm really quite concerned that widespread access to promising cancer treatment may be in jeopardy. Lastly, I do hope that the cost instrument, as well as studies like our own, lead to larger multicenter studies um, that are able to confirm the impact of treatment related financial burden on clinical outcomes. The larger multicenter studies could also aid in early identification of patients that are particularly vulnerable um, to experiencing financial toxicity, and this would really allow limited resources to be targeted to those patients that are most vulnerable. I think it's also important that while we await these studies that we really encourage continued discussions and collaborations among patient groups and healthcare stakeholders to try to promote healthcare reforms and not only reward treatment innovation, but also ensure high-value and affordable cancer care for all.
0: Is there anything else our listeners should know about your study?
1: Yeah, so this was a smaller study. I mean, so we we definitely need to acknowledge some of the limitations of a single institution. But if you actually look at the patients surveyed, um, they also had a a number of characteristics that may be protective against financial burden compared to the larger U.S. population. All of our patients were well-insured, which can't be said for all patients in the United States, as well as our patients having a higher education and a household income on average compared to the U.S. population. So even in our selected population, myeloma patients uh, were experiencing financial toxicity at a very common rate, and this seemed to impact their, their myeloma treatment.
0: Well, Dr. Huntington, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. I really appreciate it.